0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for January 19th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Progress on Purpose, and it's all about leveling up your life this year. In 2021, this is a year of new levels. So we've been looking at progress on purpose. And I told you that I believe the father has declared that this is a year of new levels for us. And for us to experience the new levels that God has already provided, we are going to have to do it on purpose. We have to be intentional about our progress. So I told you that we would be seeking progress in five areas, spiritually, financially, physically, internally, and externally, and I told you that I would cover all five of these areas as we set a baseline for 2021, basically just laying the foundation for this year. Now, in the first, I haven't got past number one yet. In the first area, I told you that we needed to recommit ourselves, basically. This is a time of introspection, so it's a time for us to take a look at our lives and say, man, where am I? at the beginning of the year, am I making progress? And maybe I need to recommit myself in three areas as it relates to spiritually, to the word of God, to the Holy Spirit, or hearing from the Father, and not just making decisions on our own. We have to make decisions that are bathed in prayer, that you feel, feel like you're being led of the Holy Spirit. And then lastly, to prayer. And once I got on prayer, and I've been teaching on prayer, um, I you know, the, the response has been tremendous because I think that especially now at the beginning of the year, people are fasting, people are praying, people are seeking God. And, uh, prayer is one of those things where everybody tells you to pray, but a lot of people don't teach you how to do it. So I know that when I was first, you know, born again, Uh, I was told, yeah, you have to pray, you know, I mean, like, but nobody like really taught me. I I didn't have an understanding of prayer. And so I've done a lot of teaching on prayer. Go to todaysword.org, search for prayer. There's a lot of teaching on prayer on the website. But um, as it relates to this year, right now, I've been laying a foundation and I like to teach by both precept and example, right? So I like to give you principles and precepts. We go line upon line, line upon line. I teach the word and then you're like, okay, I understand it. I understand it. I understand it. But I like to teach by precept and example because sometimes when you have an example of what right looks like, you go, Oh, I get it now, right? And so I've been telling you to pray from a position of grace. And then what I did on Friday was I said, You know what? Let me give you some examples in scripture. And we looked at two examples where Paul prayed a prayer and they were grace based prayers. They were praying a prayer from a position of grace, and it was a good example in scripture. So we looked at two examples on Friday, and today we're going to look at two more. So what does this mean for you today? Well, we're going to learn some things about prayer by looking at two more prayers that the apostle Paul prayed. And as we look at these examples in scripture, we're going to look at the prayer, and then we're going to break them down, and we're going to apply it to our lives. You got it? All right. So uh, let's start with the first one. So grace-based prayer example number three, We're going to look at Ephesians chapter one, verses 15 through 20. Ephesians chapter one, verses 15 through 20. And now this is apropos because we already studied Ephesians chapter one. I think I did like verses three through six and then verses seven through 12, but I never got to the prayer. So we're going to get to it today. So this is what the apostle Paul prayed. He said, I always pray. Now he's writing to the believers in Ephesus. He says, now I always pray to the great and glorious father. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, I already told you, pray to the Father. I pray that he would give you the spirit who will let you know the truths that God has for you and then help you understand them so that you would know him better. I pray that God will open your minds to see his truth. Then you will know the hope that he has chosen for you to have. Ooh, that's a key one. I'll deal with it. You will know the blessings that God has promised to his holy people are rich and glorious blessings. And you will know that God's power is very great for us who believe. It is this same mighty power that God used to raise Jesus from the dead and put him at the his right hand in heavenly places. So this is a prayer that he prayed, and it's a grace-based prayer. So, what can we learn from this prayer? I have four things that we can learn from this prayer as we get into it. Now, this is where I need you to rid your, your heart and your mind of all distractions lock in four things. Here we go. So first thing is, Paul prayed for divine insight from the Holy Spirit. You can pray for that. You can pray for the Holy Spirit to give you divine insight. Paul prayed for the believers in Ephesus to have the spirit, another translation reads, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So Paul was praying for their eyes to be enlightened. Another translation says that your eyes will be flooded with light. Paul was praying that God would reveal to them, what he had already provided, right? So so I'm telling you that everything that God, everything that you would need to accomplish your divine assignment has already been stored stored up for you and, and it's already yours in heavenly places, But but you can't make a demand on something that you're ignorant of. So you're praying for God to show you what's already yours. You're praying for God to show you what his plans and purposes is for your life. Paul was basically praying that these believers would be led of the Holy Spirit so that they could know what was theirs, so that they can know what to pray for, so that they can know what to pursue. So for you and I today in 2021, what this means is that we can ask the Holy Spirit to lead us concerning our prayer life. The Holy Spirit can reveal to us what's already ours, And then now, once he reveals to us what's already ours, now we know what to pray for. Now we know what to pursue. Now we can ask for, by faith, to tap into God's grace, what's already been provided. See, when you ask God to give you what's already yours, then your prayers are effective because you're praying prayers that are in alignment with God's will, right? So these prayers get answered because you're asking for something that lines up with what he already provided. So, cause I keep telling you that God already provided things, God already set up your success, but then you're like, okay, well, how do I know? The Holy spirit will reveal it to you. And now you can, you know what to ask for. And you're praying in accordance with God's will. Number two, Paul prayed that they would know the hope that God already wants them to have, right? Has already chosen for them to have. So let me make this point very clear. Paul was not praying for God to give them the hope that they hope for, right? God was not saying, Paul was not saying, I want God to build up your hope for the things that you want. No, God is not. God has not signed up to give us our selfish desires. Paul was saying, you know what? I want God to help you know what he already hopes for you to have. So, so he's saying there are things that God has already provided. And what I want it's for you to want what God already wants for you. <laughs> so you can come up with things. And this is, this is what happened to me when I first got saved. And this is what happens to a lot of people. And this is where frustration sets in. You can come up with something that you want that was not birthed in the heart of God, but it was birthed in your heart. And you come to God and you say, okay, God, I want you to give it to me. Well, at that point, you're basically hoping and wishing because it's not tied to anything. It's not tied to revelation. It's not tied to a promise. It's not tied to scripture. It's not, God never said is yours. So at the, the best you can do, if God hasn't given you a promise, the best you can do is a hope and a wish, you know, so you're hoping and you're wishing, but you're not really praying in faith because faith has to be tied to something. Faith adds substance to your hope. Faith begins where the will of God is known. So, so let me just say it this way. If God reveals something to you that, hey, this is yours, yes, I've called you to go to this school, or start this business, or take this job, or go fill out this resume. Well, if God is revealing to you that, yes, that's what he wants you to do, now it's already yours, it's already provided, now I can pray in faith because my faith is tied to something. It's tied to something that God revealed to me. So by praying this way, my faith is tapping it into God's grace, and then these are prayers that are effective. You got it? Frustration sets in when you're making a demand on God for something that's not yours. If it's not yours, it's not yours. You can pray now, you can pray for tomorrow, you can pray for 10 years straight, but if it's not yours, you can't make God give you something that's not yours. Number three, Paul prayed that they would know that the blessings God has promised are rich and glorious blessings. Now, one of the things that Paul wanted believers to know, and, and I want believers to know, is, is how good God is, like how, how rich his blessings are, how rich and glorious they are. When you get a, a, a revelation or an understanding of God and you really get to know God and who he is and how he's a good, good father man, he's going to fill your heart with a hope. The Bible says it's a hope that does not disappoint. You will have so much divine hope. You will have a hope, like a divine hope. This is why I'm excited every day. You, get, you can get up every morning with a spring in your step, with a song in your heart, with a smile on your face. Why? Because God has put a hope in your heart, and this is a hope that does not disappoint. You get a hope from the from the holy spirit and you get up every morning with an expectation of manifestation that you know God has promised so many things to me and I, I don't know he hasn't told me when they're going to happen it might happen today it can happen at any time so I'm living my life with an expectation of manifestation because these promises are rich and glorious promises and our God is a good good God he's a good good father and God wants to bless me because God wants to bless me not because I'm good but because he's good look at me God wants to bless you you know why because he wants to bless you. Not because you earned it. Not because you deserve it. Not because of your performance. I'm not talking about performance based religion. I'm talking about having a relationship with a good, good father that made plans for you from the foundations of the world. And now that you're walking out your life, he wants to bless you. Why? Because he wants to bless you because he is good. Say amen to that. Number four. All right. Number four, last last uh, point from the first prayer. Paul prayed that they would know that God's power is available to them. He was saying, listen, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that same power is available to you. You got to know that resurrection power, God's limitless power is made available to you. When you know, when you believe that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is on me and in me and with me and for me, and this same power is available to me, then nothing is impossible, right? So Mark 9 and 23 says, nothing is impossible for them that believe. Now, if you believe, that nothing is impossible, if you believe that God's limitless power, that there are no limits to God, and God's limitless power is available to me, it changes the way you see your life, it changes the way you see your future, it changes the way you see challenges, nothing can stop me, why? Because God is on me, It's, it's a different perspective, it's a different way to live, I'm not a mere man, God is on me, and in me, and with me, and for me, I'm a God man, and so since I'm a God man, there's nothing I can't do, it changes the way I pray, it changes the way I believe, it changes the way I live say amen to that. All right. Number two, another grace-based prayer. This is grace-based prayer. Example number four in the book of Colossians, Paul is writing, and this is Colossians chapter one verses three through 11. The Bible says, this is what Paul prayed. Basically he says, this is what we pray that God will make you completely sure of what he wants. See, it's not about what you want. It's about what he wants that he will make you completely sure of what he wants By giving you all the wisdom and spiritual understanding you need, that this will help you to live in a way that brings glory and honor to the Lord and pleases him in every way, that your life would produce good works of every kind, and that you will grow in your knowledge of God, that God will strengthen you with his own great power, which is his grace, so that you would be patient and not give up when troubles come. Oh, man. So what do we learn from this prayer? I have five quick things to share with you from this prayer, and then we'll be done for today. You ready? All right. Number one, Paul prayed, or, or this is what we can learn from Paul's prayer. Pray to know what God wants to do in, with, and through your life. This is key. You you want to know, okay, God, what do you want to do with my life? My life is not my own. Paul prayed that God will make you completely sure of what he wants. Look at me this is one of the most powerful prayers. Paul was praying, Lord, I want them to know what you want for them. And I want them to be completely sure. See, when you are completely sure, when you are fully persuaded of what God has called you to do, when you are fully pers- like preaching the gospel, I am fully persuaded. Like I know I was born to preach. I was born to teach. I was born to pastor. I was born to do ministry. I I was born for this, right? When you know who you are, when you know what you're called to do, when you are convinced of it, when you're not trying to persuade God, God has persuaded you. When you are fully persuaded, you live your life with a level of confidence that cannot be shaken because at that point, your confidence is not in you. Your confidence is in God. See, my confidence is in the God who called me. My confidence is in him because he He started a good work in me and he will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. When you understand God's grace and you understand that it's God that called, not my life is not my, about me or my selfish desires, my life is about God and the plans that he made for me from the foundations of the world. So when you live your life that way, there is nothing more powerful than a man or woman who is completely clear about their divine assignment and they are living their lives by faith. Tapping into God's grace. God's grace is on me to do this. God's grace is on me to do that. And I'm doing it. I'm releasing my faith to tap into God's grace because I know who I am. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, pray to access God's wisdom and spiritual understanding. Paul prayed that God will give you all the wisdom and the spiritual understanding that you need. Now, I do pray for this all the time because I'm in a very technical world. So I'm in the IT world. And as an IT professional, my my career field is always changing, right? I mean, so there's always some new technologies that it's always something new that you have to to learn and understand and digest and process. And so I pray for spiritual understanding. I pray for divine wisdom. God has made all spiritual understanding available to you and you got to tap into it by God's grace. And you can, he can, he can give you wisdom that exceeds your education. I'm not against education. My wife and I have both have graduate degrees, but, but what I appreciate Uh, formal education, I know that God's revelation exceeds my education every day. And so, so you can pray for God to give you wisdom, insight, revelation, knowledge, and understanding. And when you are seeking God's will and he gives you this divine understanding and divine wisdom and you walk in it, then now you have, you are equipped to do what God has called you to do in this world. And when you're getting insight from heaven on a daily basis and you're walking in the earth with insight from heaven, you get to experience heaven on earth. Say amen to that. All right. Number three, pray to access the grace to live a life that is pleasing in God's sight. Paul said, listen, this is what I'm praying for you. I'm praying that God will help you to live a life that brings honor to him and that pleases him in every way. See, as a believer your goal should be to do, here's my goal. I want whatever God wants. That's it. That's all I want is what God wants. And when you're living your life that way to live a life that is pleasing in his sight, I want to be pleasing to God's sight in every way. Then God will lead you, guide you, and direct you. There's going to be things that you need to stop. There's going to be things that you need to start. There's going to be things that you need to repent of. There's going to be things that you need to learn all of that, but your desire is what God desires for you. All right. Number four, Pray to access the grace to produce good works of every kind. Now, now I'm not, re- remember, I've taught you on this many times, that you're not saved by works, you're saved by grace, right? So it's not performance-based. You can't get to heaven by performing. You're not saved by works, you're saved by grace. You can't work for grace, but watch this, you work by grace. So now, although you're not saved by works, you are saved for work. So, there are good works that God has called you to do, and you have to do them, right? There are good works that God wants you to do, and you, you have the grace to go do it. The reason why, we Isabella and I, we do missions trips, we go, we do different things. Matter of fact, uh, uh, you know, we'll leave our children to go minister to other children and then come back. The grace is on us to raise our children, but it's also on us to be a blessing to other children. Why? Because that's a good work that God called us to do, so we have to go do it. Listen, you should pray for your life to produce good works of every kind. God, you, you want to die to yourself, yield to God and go do whatever God has called you to do. And, and, and listen, when you, you, when you live this way, you will probably be busier or work harder than you've ever worked in your life, but it won't be you doing it. It will be the grace of God on you, in you, with you and for you. All right. Number five, pray for God to strengthen you with his supernatural power. Paul prayed that God would strengthen you with his own great power. So listen right now. I know it's, it's 2021. I know 2020 was very challenging for a lot of people. And I know, uh, you know, we're about to go through a transition uh, in the United States and, and all of this stuff. But pray for supernatural power. I know that in 2020, a lot of people got frustrated, they got tired. They was like, you know, didn't know what to do. Lots of things going on in this world between the the global pandemic and a global economic downturn, a racial unrest, all of this stuff, what just happened on the Capitol but God can give you power. God can give you the power to keep going. See, it would be out of character for God to expect you to do something and then not to equip you to do it. God's grace is on you to do whatever he called you to do, but you have to tap into that power. Number six, last thing, pray for God to give you the grace to keep going when trouble comes. So Paul prayed that you would be patient and not give up when trouble comes. Listen, you know, I, I'm that guy, right? I'm that no quit preacher, right? If you listen to me, I'm going to tell you, you never give up. You never cave in. You never quit. You have the grace to keep going. Greater is coming for you. You know, you, I'm that guy, right? But you, you stand having done all to stand. What do you do when you can't stand anymore? Rick Pina, you keep on standing. How? By the grace of God. There's a grace. Paul prayed that you would keep going. See, when trouble comes, because trouble's going to come. But when trouble comes and you're not troubled by your trouble, you actually trouble your trouble. So you can actually trouble your trouble and not be troubled by it. Why? Because I'm focused on God. I'm not focused on the challenge. God has already given me the grace. If I'm facing it, I can take it. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to cave in. I'm not going to quit. Babe, what are we going to do? We're going to keep going. Why? Because it's by the grace of God. All right. I've already covered a lot today. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I trust that you've learned a lot. This might be a message you need to listen to again. But these are two good examples. And I gave you two more examples on Friday of how to pray from a position of grace, and I trust that you're learning now how to pray more effectively. All right, so lift up your voice and declare this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me to pray from a position of grace. You made plans for me before the world began. You made those plans by grace. I had nothing to do with it. My success in life is tied to your plans. Now, you freely reveal to me what you plan to do with my life. I die to self and I yield to those plans. I live my life with complete confidence, knowing that I am here on purpose and that you are with me for such a time as this. You give me wisdom and spiritual understanding so I can live a life that is pleasing in your sight. As I walk with you and you walk with me, You produce good works of every kind in and through my life, and I do this for your glory. Trouble will come, but it cannot stop me. I press through every challenge. I overcome every attack. Now, I don't do this with my power. I do it with your great power, which is your grace. You empower me, and you employ me. To do what you've called me to do on this planet. As I enter this day. I openly declare. That you speak through my vocal cords. You think through my mind. And you operate through my limbs. As Jesus is. So am I. In this world. I level up in 2021. And greater. Is coming. For me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. You want my notes? Go to todaysword.org. Click on subscribe, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I've been trying to teach you about prayer and grace-based prayers. I trust that you've been enjoying these messages make a determination right now that you're going to learn how to pray and then pray from a position of grace. You're asking for what God has already provided. (laughs) And so it's a different way to pray. It's a different way to live. You're not asking for selfish desires. All you want is what God wants. You just want God to be glorified through your life. I trust that this is your desire because it's my desire for you. Do me a favor, two things. Number one, leave me some comments in the chat. Uh, I read, I go back and read every comment. And then also share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. Have an amazing day. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow morning and we'll keep going.